Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, cause here comes the frosted side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Saturday morning, it's a magical ride. So hop on board with the frosted side. Dave M, Dave L, watch the Saturday shows and give you useful facts that only Morrison knows. Oh, you on a guest, review a cartoon and a sugary cereal. Grab a spoon, don't touch that channel. Grab some chow, the frosted side. It begins now. Hello, my name is Vincent. I'm filling in for the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist on this very special All Hallows Eve Frosted Side. <laughs> I have no idea where Dave and Dave are right now. I think they're in the dungeon, chained up with Helga. Seriously, we kid Helga. Oh, what was that? I think that's them right now. We have a special guest this week. It's Dave Linquist's friend from law school, Patrick McDonald. And they reviewed Clone High, Raising the Stakes from the year 2002. Normally we review or they review some Saturday morning cartoons. But this was seen late at night on music television. Even though it wasn't really playing a lot of music at the time but check it out and even dave morrison tries his hand at smoking some prune grapes because that's what raisins are <laughs> when let me check oh yes raisins yes i don't know what goes through his mind and i have as much worry about dave m just like the rest of the world but they have some fun and they review some count chocula who looks a little bit like me, wouldn't you say? Uh-huh. So check it out right here on the Frosted Side. And don't forget to go on tpublic.com and check out some of the Frosted Side merch. Just type in the name of the Frosted Side. Yes, even the wall approves. Check it out. You can buy some t-shirts, some tank tops, although the weather is getting a little spooky. <laughs> Anyway, don't touch that dial, grab a seat not too close, and don't pick at the marshmallows, because otherwise you go into the dungeon with the Daves and Helga, right here on another episode of The Frosted Side. I'll see you guys later.
Welcome to the Frosted Side. Hey, how you doing? It's Dave Morrison alongside Dave Linquist. How you doing, Dave? Hey, Dave. I'm I'm doing pretty well, actually. You know, kind of settled into a little bit of a groove over here, and you know, th- things are things are good in the world of cartoons, especially lately. I keep hearing about these uh, these ones I watched, you know, 20 years ago or so coming back. I think in the whole uh, world of COVID or whatever, uh, a- animation's really taking off. So uh, yeah, uh, in- in- enjoying that element. So how are things on your end? Pretty well. Do things are good. Uh, I got the AC in the back. You probably can't hear it hopefully you you can't but if you can that's what it is it's fall here in new england almost october probably october by the time we get this out yeah new england weather it's supposed to be 70 tomorrow and then i think 62 on friday uh it's been feeling like an indian summer all right let's get into our guest this week davies one of your friends so why don't you introduce Patrick McDonald, you guys go way back. Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat and I went to law school together, and uh, I, I don't know about you, Pat, but uh, the, the first thing I think of when I think of fall activities, as I was starting to list those, as we were kind of talking about when planning this uh, with uh, with Dave, was a uh, less than fruitful attempt at driving to a cider mill a few years back. A, and, a uh, failed expedition to uh, <laughs> to Clyde Cider Mill and Mystic. Which we made it um, part of the way, um, exit uh, right right north of uh, Route 10 on 95 in Rhode Island. Uh, my car decided it didn't want to go anymore, mm-hmm. and that that started out an odyssey. It was like yeah. a call to adventure, <laughs> and uh, we were in like five more vehicles until getting back to uh, safely ensconced and. Newton, uh, where where we finally made it back up there, but yeah. So you went from yeah, Newton, was... Mass to Mystic, Connecticut. Yes, or so, we uh, attempted to at least. Yeah. So well, we didn't make it to Mystic. So Dave <laughs> Dave came to my apartment. I lived in Newton Center at the time. We uh, this was you like, got stranded like in we Westerly. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't even make it that oh. far. So we we oh. we uh, we got in my car. I feel like we left really early too. So we we. Headed on down, we got just uh, north of Route 10 in Cranston, Rhode Island oh. on 95, and my car just uh, decided it didn't want to go any further. So, uh, you know, we were waiting on the side. Uh, finally, the tow truck I called comes and uh, takes it to a Hyundai dealership in Seekonk, so we have to turn all the way around. Go all the way back, back up. up the, uh, go all the way back up through traffic. Finally you know, make it, make it to the dealership, drop it off. And I'm on the phone with the dealership the whole time being like, Hey, you know, uh, you guys going to be there to help me out. I'm going to get a rental or something like that. And, uh, they, they basically told me to go pound sand, which is fantastic. So we're then waiting in the, uh, parking lot of the, uh, of the dealership until we wander down to the parking lot of a price right, which we could have made a life there. That was, uh, there was water. I considered founding a settlement of some sort. Yeah, we, we could have done that. We would have been fine. Uh, so I finally got a friend of mine on the phone. Um, his name was uh, Mike Giaquinta, uh, coming from Connecticut to come pick us up. And I'm about to tell him where we are. And then I looked down at my phone and it's at 1% battery and like fading fast. Oh no. So like I I like shouted at him, Mike, call this number. And I yelled Dave's number at him. And then it like cuts out with no feedback. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So we're going to find out in an hour or so if that worked. 
and uh, I would have been screaming so wandered, into the void. Yeah, we yeah. So it, it we just wandered gets through worse. the price right. Yeah, we so we wandered through the price right for a while. Bought some seltzer, so we were going to be hydrated um, in case if we were in there for the long haul. Um, about an hour or so goes by. It's starting to get. It, it's dark. Um, and all, you know, I see this car come in and there it is, my buddy, Mike. And I'm like, oh, Mike, you are, you are a savior right now. This is, this is tremendous. So Mike takes us back to the dealership so I can go into my car and, um, and get a, my briefcase and some other stuff I needed for the next day. I had to work the next day. So as I'm doing that, I need to close the sunroof, which was open and stuck open and the battery was dead. So I had to like manually do it, get back to, uh, to where, uh, Mike parked the car and they were waiting for me. And I see Mike outside with the hood open, um, you know, examining it gingerly because <laughs> I assumed that he was just sitting there, uh, you know, parked with the battery, uh, running and everything. So his car died as well. Um, which led to Mike, like, holding jumper cables in his hands like pathetically walking down um route six like oh oh please help people help. people like, just like driving by one after another future. and that's a shitty yeah they're like to be huge. broken down on <laughs> yeah 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 so uh, eventually a pickup truck comes around flips around like comes in and jumps him and uh, we make it to we make it to the train station and get back. And I think we got off at Sharon and your father picked us yep. up. I think. Yep. Yeah. So. so yeah, it was, it was a solid 12 hour adventure uh, where we really didn't get anything done. Uh, I, d- I didn't but, get to try that cider for another year. No, we didn't. Well then, cause we ended up going again with uh, Derek, you, Derek yeah. and I went and it was, I feel like it was cold. Like it was probably the next year. Uh, yeah, or yeah. No, it was it was a year later. later. <laughs> I, I remember craving this yep, stuff no, for a year. Was, uh, how much you hyped it up? It was gone a few miles adventure. further into New London, Connecticut. That's my alma mater, Mitchell College, and you could have had oh, yeah, some yeah. Michael's Dairy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you know I I live uh, so I, I I live in Rhode Island. I'm a I'm a, a lawyer, uh, Rhode Island. And it's funny. I was gonna I was gonna take um, umbrage at the fact that uh, we we go way back, but I'm like, oh crap, you know. Yeah, no, it's turned into was that. Twelve now. years ago, and now yeah. it's and now it's way back. So yeah, yeah, that that's accurate. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I live down in uh, Southern Rhode Island. I'm I'm much closer to Clyde's now. So if I ever break down, I could probably hitchhike there. So yeah. that's uh, one of the reasons why I settled down south. So uh, it's not it's not a hard drive down to Mystic anymore. So imagine if you guys had broken down in front of Taylor Swift's house down there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Mm. Well, she gets a lot arrested. of unruly visitors, so yeah, you guys would have yeah, some. Yeah, only imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, whenever I drive by there, I'm like, I don't look at it, um, don't engage. They'll come out and yell at me or whatever. But it's 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 like a state law, and it's in the Constitution of Rhode Island that uh, people can people have a right to access the sea, uh, to swim in it, and to gather seaweed from it. And, um, like it's, it's an enshrined right in the Rhode Island constitution. Mm. And so all those rich people over there have, uh, you know, made it so that, um, you know, they put guards and and everything along the, along the, the beach that they say they own to stop people from going around on there. So every couple of years is either a, uh, someone gets arrested for trespassing in Taylor Swift's house, 
Um, or they get arrested for like gathering seaweed around rich people's houses. Oh. And it's always like a big thing. It happened a couple months That's ago. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, th- there's a lot of legal uh, shenanigans, which have like removed the right of people to go into the ocean. I don't know. That, That's probably a story for another well, that's day. Too, you, <laughs> too bad because I love, love how. Yeah. You gotta love how states, you know, when they're known for one thing, the laws are all sort of written around that. Like uh, Pat and I had a, a, a friend in um, in law school for, who uh, took the bar in Texas, and I remember him uh, studying for it and saying, like, yeah, there's a whole section on oil and gas law. Like, being in that state, you were required to know oil and gas yeah. law. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, you have that in Rhode Island, too, because on the bar, the first question on the Rhode Island bar was always a conflict of laws question, which is like, and, and the the question mm-hmm. is always like, oh, someone's driving north on 95 and crosses into Massachusetts, but then just starts backing up on 95 and hits somebody. Like, uh, mm. whose law applies? You know, it's like, well, okay, that probably happened. And I remember it was one that's talking about an intersection in Rehoboth, Massachusetts, and I'm like that intersection is real. Like some some bar exam examiner like got in an accident there and was like, oh, this would be perfect. You know, let's write it. Let's write a question about. It. Well, <laughs> I mean, in a state where you can sneeze and and drive through it, it, it makes sense to have stuff like that. So I was driving yeah. through Rhode Island not too long ago uh, after we went into furlough mode. Basically, I, yeah. I took a little detour down to Rhode Island and Connecticut and drove by my old campus and I drove up 95 mm-hmm. and I noticed they put in gantries for tolls and I said yeah. is this something that Gina Gina Romando is is she responsible yeah, for this yeah. little well this is like the tolls thing was a whole a whole deal I mean they're just for trucks oh but, I see yeah so uh, they're they're just for trucks currently but there's actually, I think, something in the bill that authorizes it that's like in big capital underscore like exclamation point letters. It's like, it will never be for cars. And if it's for cars, the governor has to kill herself on a, a sacrificial pyre in order to sign the bill or something like that. But like the thing is, the gantries are there. I mean, it's just a matter of switching, a, you know, flipping the switch so that they, they can, uh, you know, get cars. Mm. So I understand it, but uh, yeah. Everyone was saying, "Oh, these trucks are going to go onto onto side roads and uh, and then clog up traffic there." Uh, which I don't know. I don't live off a side road, so uh, maybe they are. But probably, I'm really getting sick and tired of all these ridiculous fears coming from people who will not have their lives greatly impacted by these new changes. I think people feel so threatened by change, they have to make such a big stink out of it, which is another reason why I didn't go into law. Imagine the headaches you guys get, Dave, with your your copyright. Patrick, you're in real estate law. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, sometimes you get the interesting cases here and there, and then sometimes it's... um, you know, it's a slog and you just, oh my God, what, what are we fighting over? What is this? Um, and then, uh, you know, sometimes you get these cases where uh, the parties don't want to settle. They don't want to settle. A friend of mine was on the eve of a jury trial. They had been months preparing this jury trial, months and months of, of mediating and arbitrating and, and having the parties sit down. And uh, they're waiting for the jury trial. They, they go before their judge the last time. The judge is like, okay. I'm going to go put my robe on. You guys hang out for a sec. We'll get the jury and we'll, we'll get started. So he and his, uh, he and the other lawyer go outside, leaving the two clients in the courtroom alone. Uh, and the two clients talking amongst themselves right before trial agreed to settle the thing. 
So, you know, the lawyers left the room and all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, we can, we can work this out. That's fine. And they ended up settling it and they had to tell the judge, well, your honor, looks like you had the afternoon off. We just settled it. (laughs) Nice. So you're always prepared though, Patrick, because you're a boy scout. Uh, Dave told me before we started planning this, I was in the boy scouts myself, but it wasn't of my choosing. You became an Eagle scout though, which is very impressive. And by the way, Dave, I think it's safe to say that Patrick McDonald is the first Eagle Scout that we've had on the Frosted side. Oh, nice. Well, that's true. I nice. think that checks out. Yeah, I'm going I feel back. Like we should I, give him I, some I know more a few, reward right now. Guests, but yeah. Well, you know, I'll send you my address and you can send me the medal or the <laughs> certificate or uh, the honorarium, whatever it's going to be. You can send it on over. But yeah, you know, I'm, uh, how, how about the half eaten box of tricks? Into it. I got that's a Starbucks fine. gift is it card the, that has like uh, 57 cents on it. And it's all yours. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the tricks, a uh, qu- question on the tricks. Is it the, uh, you know, the colored spheres or is it the ones that are actually shaped like the, uh, like the uh, fruits and berries? Or uh... Uh, I believe the fruit shaped ones are the only ones you have access to now. They've, uh, oh, that's they've gone good. back and forth and restored that's the fruit good. shaped. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. So, uh, I mean, for me, being in the Boy Scouts was not something that I enjoyed, but I did get uh, something out of it when I was 13. As people know, and as Dave knows, I was and still am a very picky eater. In fact, I didn't have a lot of the the foods that people would eat right around the time they were six or seven. I was just really picky. And then finally, I went to Camp Watucka up in New Hampshire, which was where our troop went uh, in the greater Lowell Council. And we had dinner and a New England every Wednesday night is Prince Spaghetti Night. Now, I never liked spaghetti. Maybe it was the texture or whatnot. Finally, I realized, you know what? This is it. Garlic bread, pasta. You, you don't eat it. You go hungry. So I said, what the hell? And I just actually had some pasta, red lentil pasta tonight. Yeah, oh, wow. Right. I, weird, weirdly enough, I also had red lentil pasta for dinner. Oh, was it barilla? I believe so, yeah. What? Yeah. This is getting Yeah, we weird. had a little eggplant farm too, but yeah, sm- small world for <laughs> very boring food. Hey, red lentil pasta is not boring. Come on. Yeah, takes your so taste buds yeah. away. All right, Patrick, anything else about your time in the Scouts or is it just uh, yeah, so you want to get into the, this? Uh, the... Well, the the I was uh, the one thing we used to say at uh, Camp Yagu, which is where I worked. Yagu Valley, uh, which is right. No, uh, Yagu Scout Reservation. So Yagu Valley is a ski thing. Barely uh, on the other side of yeah, right. <laughs> it's a quote ski molehill. <laughs> but uh, at, at Camp Yagu, one of the things we would say is that a hungry scout will uh, eventually eat anything. In response to all the picky scouts who didn't want to eat, uh, you know chicken patties or something eventually they're gonna have to eat something well there you go it happened yeah is that that's where they shot that way that wes anderson movie is that right yeah moonrise kingdom yeah yeah Uh, a bunch of people i worked with and friends of mine are actually extras in that that movie oh Um, they're out on the challenge course and actually in the first like five minutes bob balaban's giving his tour of the island and there's a guy sitting in front of a fire uh, with I think he's got a shotgun in his lap. That's uh, that's the the ranger, the the reservation superintendent, and he just like showed up like that. And Wes is like, "You're good. Sit down. <laughs> you know, sit here, sit here and do that." 
Uh, <laughs> and he's like, if you, it's like blinking, you miss him. But when I saw the movie in the theaters the first time, I'm like, oh my God, that's Paul. Like, oh, geez, look at that. Uh, we, they gave us a bunch of stuff. And most of it is like itty bitty little child size uniforms. Like, you know, right. humans can't wear them. But I was able to snag a beret that fits a human head. Oh, that's um, great. An ordinary sized person. Did you say human head or Cuban head? Because. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, one in the same. Oh. An actual adult head. You guys, so, uh, you want to get into it? Clone high? Yeah. I'm so excited about this, guys. <laughs> so, uh, Pat, I guess we can get into your um, sort of reason for choosing this one. But uh, I, I feel like, like I have to uh, be be honest with our audience and that there is a little, there's a little nudging from my end because this was actually your second choice of cartoon. Uh, was it? Uh, I, what, I, I believe you mentioned Ren and Stimpy one. initially. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. But I yeah. think this is better because... Like, uh, so cl- the first time I ever heard of Clone High was a friend of mine in high school. We were at his house and we're hanging out, you know, doing whatever high schoolers do. And he's like, you ever see this show Clone High? And I'm like, ah, no, I've never. And he said, okay, hold on. I'm going to download it on LimeWire or Kazaa or whatever it was. I think it was Kazaa. He's like, I'm going to download it. We're going to watch it. Um, and as as was the tradition with Kazaa and all the other peer-to-peer stuff, like, he started downloading it and then it like stopped 10, 10% through. And we just sat there for two hours watching it until we finally gave up on it. And then uh, it was in 2008 years after it was gone, I was working at camp at Yagu and we were all hanging out and we just started watching it and uh, we'd watch them all. And all the inside jokes from the summer were all clone high quotes and uh, particular songs from this episode. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was a part of the fabric for quite a while. And for our listeners, the episode that Patrick picked was Clone High, season one, episode nine, Raising the Stakes, a rock opera with three acts. And that's a pretty cool title. And it does and it does remind you of a little bit of the Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, type of musicals, a little bit mixed in with kind of a teenage comedy, you know, with all the drug overtones. Uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, well there, done, Hodgepodge. There is, pretty good. there is so much in here. Well, there's the whole like the wall subplot too, you know, where they're literally building a fence. It's our last defense. Yeah, and there's some of the Who's Tommy in there, too, and the music yeah. and stylings. It, it, it's got a little bit of everything. The show was produced by famed Canadian production company Nelvana, you know, with the little polar bear at oh, the end of all the their cartoons. The- yeah, pretty interesting characters. Basically takes on American and world history. You have Abe Lincoln, who is voiced by Will Forte from Saturday Night Live. Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV. She voiced Joan of Arc. Almost said Joan of Arcadia, which was another show around that time. Uh, I, maybe we'll do that as an extra. But uh, Michael McDonald, no, not the from the Doobie Brothers, but Michael McDonald from Mad TV as Gandhi. Michael McDonald, he was the one that played that adult baby Stuart on Mad TV. Anybody remember that? Oh, yeah. Look what I can do! Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, like I said, uh, Abe Lincoln, uh, Kennedy, uh, Gandhi, Joan of Arc. It was well, well done. I had never seen the show up until, well, this week, because at this time I had grown out of MTV because I was into MTV for Beavis and Butthead, maybe a little bit of Eon Flux and, of course, the videos. 
And by 2002, they had moved away from that. And that was that was shitty for me. But Patrick, uh, I got to hand it to you because you stuck with it. And I, I remember seeing promos for Clone High, but uh, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. It didn't. It lasted for 13 episodes. It aired starting on the 2nd of November, 2002, going up until the 13th of April of 2003. 13 episodes, but that doesn't always mean that it's a disaster. It's got its own little cult following. Hello, freaks and geeks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if if my memory serves me correctly in some of the cursory research I did for this, only eight of those episodes even aired. I believe this one did not initially air on yeah, that's, uh, MTV that's right. at the time. It was, um, I, I think um, the depiction of the clone of Gandhi and it caused some uh, outrage among the Indian community. And I think a combination of that and low ratings kind of uh, killed the show before they even got all the episodes on air. I mean, Gandhi is, is the the character is very un Gandhi uh, in 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 scope. I think it was, and they even I think they reference it in an episode where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I was uh, the clone of Gandhi and trying to live up to that like that you know high example crushed my spirit and made me just be a, an annoying party animal like screaming guy or something like that. Yeah, like th- that, that's a throwaway line in in one episode. I don't remember which one. Well, so, so that's that's one thing I wanted to kind of get into with this show is that it's uh, it's very uh, it's one like far reaching sort of plot across them all. A lot of the shows Dave and I have covered in the past uh, are like kind of your more Saturday morning children's cartoons, and we can pick these episodes and they're a good like sort of one off. This being a like mus- rock opera musical is like kind of work for that but this is one of those shows that like i feel like i always want to watch from beginning to end like i'll start on the oh first yeah go through because they all yeah. kind of connect yeah. and the plots go and it's on youtube now you can watch it's the whole thing for for now until it gets taken down <laughs> that's true yeah well it and there was um th- this show is like so firmly rooted in the early 2000s as being a send-up of you know essentially every single you know TV trope that existed at the time from their very spe- like everyone is a very special episode right and they always have these PSAs happening in the middle of them like oh you know they have Marilyn uh, Marilyn Manson talking about the food pyramid like singing about the food pyramid that like, that, that is amazing my uh, my wife asked if that was the episode we were gonna do <laughs> wait what I mean, it's like it's super subversive like I mean there was yeah. a lot of stuff yeah I grew up listening to yeah. Marilyn Manson for a brief time and then I outgrew him probably around the time of the Columbine shootings, which, as we all know, he was solely responsible. That's what any logical person would say. Absolutely. That was the sole reason, not anything else. But I had no idea he had something to do with the food pyramid or the food chain. But I'm interested to to see the the connection. Amazing little scene. Even just the song. We'll have to send it to you later. Perhaps even uh, attach part of it to the end of this episode for... It's uh, it's just this, like... It's just this cute twee little song about the food pyramid, you know, and it's like, uh, oh, you know, make sure. You I think he might be tap dancing for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody, the body needs to grow and uh, uh, growing takes proteins. And then, you know, if you eat too much sugar and fat, then you'll die. And it goes into the whole screamo thing. And it's like, you know, they, they played with it. It was uh, they did well. Um but every episode has like one of those weird um, celebrity cameos. And I think this is the only one, this episode is the only one where the 
celebrity isn't playing themselves. I don't know if that's, I think that's right, but oh, we'll go with it. Cause Jack, Jack Black is the guest in this one and he plays a character. He doesn't play himself. I mean, he could be fictionalized as himself, but he's not like, Oh, I'm Jack Black. Yeah. There are definitely similarities there. Larry Hardcore. Is that the name of Jack Black's character? I recognize the voice in the face. They they kind of made his face look a lot like Jack Black in real life. I noticed this in cartoons going all the way back to Hanna-Barbera, the guest star Rankin Bass later on. And even in some Disney cartoons, the guest would look a lot like the, the person, the famous person voicing them. Uh, Louis Prima yeah. in the Jungle Book. Uh, they made uh, the the bear, uh, Baloo the bear, look a lot like Louis Prima. Oh yeah. Anybody yeah. ever noticed that? Um, one more thing about Marilyn Manson. I don't know if you guys, yeah. maybe you guys were. Well, you guys are a few years older than me, so I was in middle school in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, and uh, one of the big rumors was that Marilyn Manson was the kid on the wonder years fred savage's friend the one with the glasses and of course <laughs> that was the oh, stupid the rumor years. that yeah oh that's tremendous mm-hmm. you, you did you uh, you never heard of that oh yeah oh you did okay yeah i didn't hear that no <laughs> the, the uh, uh fred savage's uh friend the I, I forget his name who was on the wonder years there was the big rumor that uh, that was uh, Marilyn Manson. Of course, it wasn't, but okay. uh, that was yeah. how rumors got started before Twitter. Yeah, he, he had a few of those. I remember one. Um, I'll be a bit cryptic here, but it involved removing his own ribs. Yeah, right. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot about that. That was schoolyard wisdom right there. The other yeah, right. Well, commonly known. The other one was Corey Glover from Living Color being Danny Glover's son, which turned out to be, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. But uh, this episode, I got to say, I was a little skittish on it because, like I said, I was out of the MTV demographic even at a young age, and I had moved on to more classic rock and more adult stuff like VH1 Classic. I know. Look at me. The uh, the original <laughs> jitterbug right here. But yeah, no, I had moved on from MTV, and Clone High was it just kind of something that I would skim by and I'd see promos for, and I really wasn't that into it. But watching this episode, I, we normally do as dave said saturday morning cartoons we do venture out every now and then and this is one of those cases and i'm glad we did because it's a hell of a pick and i learned something that raisins can get you high that right that they can they can give you you know hallucinations um make everything feel all groovy and stuff absolutely um, yeah. the california sunshine First they're, uh, first they're smoking raisins and they'll shoot up apricots, you know, um, that's a line <laughs> that's mm. part of the pushers. Uh, oh, we're going to get into the, the we're going to get into that as well, because yeah. it's got, uh, uh, there's, uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to get into that. The theme song, I don't know if you guys wanted to touch on that. Uh, the Clone High theme was written and performed by Tommy Walter, a.k.a. Abandoned Fools. It got 
that little yeah. emo theme to it. Of course, uh, Walter also was the co-founder of Eels, Novocaine for the Soul, and it's a motherfucker for anybody who keeps oh, wow. this nerdy stuff. Yes, I, I always thought that was yeah. just like that wasn't a group. I thought that was just that one guy, uh, E. I think. Yeah. No, no, it was a whole group. I don't know how they do it. I mean, one person calls themselves Eels, and then the the rest of the band is Eels. It's kind of like Alice Cooper. It's Alice Cooper, and then there's the band Alice Cooper. So anyway, uh, but but yeah, you're right. The the theme song is very like this time period. It is like oh yeah, TKY, Margera. I mean, that's what the kids were listening to back in the early 2000s. And do it. It seems simpler compared to all the shit that we're going through right now. So uh, you want to set the scene? Any Anybody? Uh, Mr. McDonald, you want, to, you want to start? So they starts with Larry Hardcore, right? Yeah, so it starts with a very bucolic introducing the town and everybody's happy and everything's normal. Uh, and then uh, the, the whole cast is there on the front. And Abe Lincoln, the, the main character, the main protagonist, uh, you know, stands up and uh, and in a very Jesus-like pose, and his head lolls down, and then the sun comes behind him, and everybody yells "normal," uh, <laughs> and then it it runs to the uh, the theme song. You know, it gets, sets the stage. Everything is normal in town. What, it's not Townsville. What's the name of the town? exclamation? I think exclamation USA. Yeah, yep. something like that. Yeah. yeah, exclamation USA. Yeah, yeah. So then it runs into the lovely theme song. Yeah, and then it's very long. Pick up with. It is long. You know, it's like, it feels like one or two, maybe two choruses too long. I think it should be I, I over think it, that might also just be our, like, modern ears hearing it. You you yeah, just right. don't well, get long yeah. themes anymore. Yeah, this when you could skip Netflix yeah. intros, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we cut to the opening uh, scene where you see the exterior of the school. I love the little sign that says, Quentin Time Beer Presents anti-drug speaker because you deserve a frosty one i thought that was a little over the top but it kind of works because yeah. it's supposed to be over the top yeah it's yeah. just uh like satire on top of satire on top of satire and that can go either way but for this one it, it, they, they were the writers were able to pull it off yeah and then it's the um the they're at a they're at the anti uh anti-drug um it's an anti-drug rally. Rally, yeah. Um, and uh, Joan of Arc, all right. Uh, everybody, you know, uh, uh, hit your hands together to make a skin-on-skin slapping noise uh, for our <laughs> guest, uh, Larry Hardcore, who then proceeds to uh, tell everybody how uh, he even smoked pot once after talking about, uh, what was it, weed, ganja, uh, grass, and several other euphemisms for the same drug. But then he finally says marijuana and everyone's, oh, my God. And you know what? I think it, it pretty he, he did that and he wrote a hit song and then he bought a house for his mother and paid off all his debt and gave a lot to charity. Mm, what a real asshole. Seemed like it worked out for him. Mm. Yeah. kids around him but then but then the hook well you know i was so into drugs well 
Somebody suggested I could get high by, well, I don't know, smoking raisins or something like that. Maybe I would have even done that. We're getting to that a little. Do you want to get into it right now? Because I'm about to do a little experiment. I know you guys can't see me, but uh, I'm going to. uh, I got a bowl of raisins right here, packed and ready to go. And okay so wait wait by by bowl he means a pipe full of rays oh, no geez. i have i have just a regular bowl of them i mean you know, I, yeah I, i'm just enjoying i've always ingested raisins i've never thought about smoking them but, uh, Dave, you're gonna have maybe. to retext me your address in case we have to call an emt or something <laughs> oh don't worry i live in a small building everybody knows if something's wrong if i don't come out if the mailman sees my mailbox piling up with junk mail from Domino's, and yeah, they they'll notice something's up and they'll just kick the door right in it's okay i mean what a way to go though huh? oh yeah, yeah mm. all right mm. <laughs> <laughs> what whoa this yeah. stuff really works. <laughs> I'm seeing raisins with arms, and they're dancing, and they're made of clay. So, so you joke, oh, but that's you know like one thing. how I heard that raisins can get you high through the grapevine. How's that? Nobody got that one. Nobody remembers the California raisins. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. Oh, you remember that commercial where they all dance up and down with the little... "Ah, Ah, I'm not going to sing it here because of royalties, but uh, they... With the the arms, and one of them had sunglasses. I think all of them had sunglasses. Did they all have sunglasses? I think most of them did. And then uh, the guy came on at the end, and the wife's in the background. Honey, are you playing with your food again? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe I had some folders with her. So... Uh, I'm I'm pruned out of my mind. I I might need a second. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know what what always got me in the in the episode is like how easily these raisins burn. <laughs> like they just you know light it up right away, and all of a sudden they're they're, oh, yeah. they're smoking away. I mean, I've I've never smoked raisins before, but I got to imagine there's at least some moisture left in them. Uh, so you, you have to pack them really tight. So yeah, you have to do something. There you go. Um uh, so uh my audio has been cutting out in and out a little bit here so bear, no, bear with really? me all uh, <laughs> continuous no it's actually not so bad we'll we'll edit in post production we'll make it sound all nice i've been so as as long as dave's having this adventure right now there's one thing kind of mildly off topic slash on topic i wanted to kind of jump in like how much fun do you guys think the animators had with these like kind of like tripping high sequences and like oh, yeah. throwing weird stuff into the background and like this like if this is your oh, job like, i'm sure they got such a kick out of this yeah it was like yellow submarine too uh, when gandhi's on his little trip Oh yeah, um, that's all. Like all that stuff in the background is from Yellow Submarine. Yeah, it's it's got everything. It, it kind of reminds me of the like Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings movie. Oh movie. yeah, rotoscoping yeah. and everything. Yeah, uh, very much like that. Yeah. I like how the kids next day at school they all think that raisins get you high, and believe me, they're not fooling. There's two uh, schools, obviously within a school. Schools of thought. I mean, there's the kids that think it's 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 the greatest thing. It will make you make all your 
troubles go away, and then there are the other kids who are like, "Don't do drugs, don't do raisins." I think that was uh, uh, that was Joan of Arc who uh, was warning the kids about uh, going going deep in in raisin country. Yeah, yeah, she kind of plays that role throughout this series. She's kind of the uh, moral moral compass, I'd say, and uh, kind of uh, Abe Lincoln's conscious. Uh, slash uh, conscience, rather slash like unrequited love. I guess. Yeah, she he, she's very super ego. He's very he's very id. Mm. Yeah, or he's yeah, very exactly. ego. And then Cleopatra yeah. is super id. You got and then JFK very id too. He's very Here's idiot. one thing I, I noticed in the note uh, when I was writing the notes. Uh, raisins, kind of if you say it fast, it sounds like resin. And for anybody that's ever <laughs> spoke to resin before, <laughs> I just created an awkward silence like never before on this program well I, I oh, mean, that. it's a good point that in that like there's there's some stuff hidden in here oh like, yeah I, I, oh, I don't yeah. know how deeply we want to get into that but like i, I well, saw so bits and like, pieces yeah, i mean you know so it opens up with them i mean i love the pan in the in the hallway right so you got genghis khan and gandhi nostradamus george washington carver Thomas Edison, Julius Caesar, the Buddha, Vincent Van Gogh, Catherine the Great, Cleopatra, Moses, JFK, uh, Jesus Cristo, which uh, they got away. These with are great that. names, by the way, for a TV uh, show. Marie Antoinette, yeah, and then Martin Luther King Jr. at the very end. Hmm. Which, <laughs> uh, and one more thing I forgot to point out that raisins obviously can't get you high because if they could, the government would come for them. That's true. It would be a controlled substance. So I love I uh, I love the sketchy hood uh, looking hooded dude, the one the pusher. He's got his yeah. little uh, scoops of raisins, and uh, he's got he's got what I would call a guy fox mask, kind of like from Scream or you see Anonymous, oh, yeah. uh, the the hacktivist wearing. It kind of it kind of has that vibe to it. Um, he kind of looks like he's wearing a mask. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the 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 shadow of his hood. Yeah, with um, just the eyes that you can see in the mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know you you eventually get to see his face, um, which I mean, when we get to the big reveal at the oh, end. Oh yeah, we'll talk, I guess we could talk about how problematic the character design is because it doesn't seem to fit. But maybe we'll get there in a minute. Oh, we will. We get there for the most part. Mm. Meanwhile, but, uh, uh, you've got the pusher, and it's uh, it's JFK. He wants to fit in. And one thing I noticed about JFK is that he looks suspiciously or not so suspiciously like a kid from Kid and Play. He's got the high-top fade. Does anybody pick up on that, or is it just me, <laughs> once again, smoking the prunes? <laughs> I would not have got that one, Dave. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean – big, big, tall hair it, it looks exactly like Kid from Kid and Play from the House Party movies. Hold on, hold on. I'm pulling up a and side. And he's got the side. little, he's got the ear. <laughs> okay. right. All right. Yeah. 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 How many scoops? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Toe plays. Toe plays. So, so there's, there's another they, 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 He takes here. him, he's, you know, he, they go, he goes to buy some raisins illegally and he's like, let's step into my office. And you think it's a euphemism going behind like a, you know, uh, it's a, a dumpster. 
but he actually has. Yeah, an that's office a nice there. office too. <laughs> it's got like it's a little, it's a little determination poster in the corner. You know, a little the cat hanging off the yeah, brand. Pusher, he's a businessman. He's a business person. He earned that office, oh, and yeah. that's much nicer than some of the other offices that I've worked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and um, when he opens up the bag of raisins, there's like the, an orange light that comes out of it. It's very Pulp Fiction. <laughs> uh, he opens it up. It's like the orange light comes out of it. Oh, that's a great Gives call. Him two scoops. Yeah. So you got the uh, uh, so you got JFK trying to fit in. He's got the raisins. Thanks to the pusher. Meanwhile, Joan of Arc explains yeah. why smoking raisins isn't cool. Hence, you've got the two yeah. schools: the kids that want to smoke and the ones who don't want to smoke but are kind of curious. Obviously, peer pressure wins out in the end. And then you got the B story about the. Uh, principal uh, who thinks that there's a secret group of parents and teachers called the PTA. <laughs> oh, I love Scudworth. Scudworth, character. As as one of the flat, one of the many like single uh, frame flashes in this episode shows. It says uh, Scudworth is your favorite character uh, when he shows up. Like right after he does, you get that single flash, and that's what it says. Scudworth is your favorite character. That's amazing. Uh, oh, I, I, I love to agree. I think he's a great character, and his he's sidekick. Oh, yeah. oh well, so Mister Butlertron is standing there ironing nothing. By the way, he's just moving an iron over a blank board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no clothes on it. He's just doing that. At first, I thought it was the B um, story, but uh, no, love- it actually ties into the episode. Yeah. But some cartoons have annoying B stories, and uh, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. But uh, this yeah. actually goes somewhere, and we'll get to that down the road. And the gang smoking the raisins, enjoying themselves. Uh, I could tell everybody about my trip, but uh, I'll need Dave L to kind of counsel me because I don't want to lose my job or anything else. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be ult- okay, man. I swear. Oh, okay, it's the ultimate trail mix trip, basically. yeah one day yeah one day i'm just gonna tell everybody in a book you know you know just before i go about the time i actually did eat something on on that was hallucinogenic but uh we're not gonna do it here gandhi ends up going on uh one one hell of a trip as you mentioned pat patrick um it looks like uh he's being followed by one of dave dave linkwist's cats (laughs) (laughs) I like the, the <laughs> how uh, Gandhi is juxtaposed, and you see that the cat in the background just looking at him like that has to be yeah. terrifying. takes one puff well that's <laughs> all it takes and his eyes widen and then his pupils shatter 
and then he dives out a window of the van and and meets the honky corn honky corn uh, and then goes on this lovely adventure yeah just just going for Mm. it uh tremendous a tremendous uh uh, journey for gandhi in that in that two minutes Mm. um with uh but the background is all it's you know that uh that tie-dye kind of shifting um and the uh it's very yellow submarine with all the stuff going on. Mm. Um, kind of a chroma key, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, that's it. Uh, go ahead. No, I oh, that's, okay. Meanwhile, you got dishonest Dave. He sneaks in, pruned out of his mind, and his folks catch him in the act. They base he basically tells his folks that he was at the library. Of course, the lying little bullshitter could not fool his folks as they found his sunmade stash. Yeah, they, he goes through every single excuse, <laughs> unprompted. Like you know, uh, I'm holding them for someone else. Oh, um, uh, they're not mine. Uh, it's for a school project. Uh, you're the one holding raisins. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys caught this, but uh, some someone mentioned. Um, uh, oh God, what's the show? Uh, 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 Freaks and Geeks. Earlier. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. mentioned yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Abe's foster dad's voice. The the dad jumped out at me. I'm like, why do I know that? Why do I know that? I, yeah. I went digging. It's uh, Joe Flaherty. Okay, yep. Yeah. From SCTV. Happy Gilmore. Like, I know he shows up as a voice talent here and there. And it was just one of those ones that was just killing me. And I was like, you oh, just yeah, kind of cut out there. His folks caught him in the act, and the kid starts wigging out. And the folks are like, you know what? I'm just going to leave you be if you're not going to calm down. Instead of grounding him or you know, causing a whole scene, the kid is already tweaking. So they're like, yeah, calm down on your own, which is kind of good parenting. Yeah. They don't well, chastise you... the kid like like they would in cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. <laughs> I was waiting uh, for an excuse to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah Pather, you, are you familiar with this? Oh, I love cartoon all stars to the rescue. The the, oh, the, the smoke monster turning. Well, not that dissimilar from the pusher in this. Together. Cartoon all stars to the rescue was. You knew that uh, it was going to be a good day when the uh, TV on a cart got wheeled in, and we'd be watching cartoon all stars <laughs> to the rescue. Of course, George C. Scott. As the smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I just realized that. Oh, my <laughs> it God. was George C. Scott. That's oh, tremendous. my God. It's like, hey, you know, come on, have a cigarette. It's fine. Your father's got some beer in the fridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Not allow a cruiser gap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you can't allow a mine shaft gap. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're they're close. They're yeah. close. They kind of are. I wonder if that was taken from Cartoon All Stars, uh, the pusher. <laughs> the pusher. Um, 
Well, uh, back to, speaking of Pusher, uh, he does his little musical number. It reminds oh, me yeah, once again of number. Andrew Lloyd Webber. And Joan of Arc is very impressed with Pusher's sun-kissed little dance routine. scenes they have all the signs and uh, one of the signs says a raisin in the shun oh nice little, <laughs> nice little uh, reference to the play yeah i completely missed that yeah. wow um so did i it's it, so his song is tremendous uh like the it ends with her stepping on his cloak right <laughs> he's like get your foot off my cloak <laughs> um, and she's yeah. like oh sorry yeah oh uh, sorry about that. <laughs> i didn't want to be untoward about this um Who? yeah is it kids think kids think drugs are cool and that is why i rule it's uh it's tremendous that's a it's like a tour and, de force there um introducing and the so there. obviously uh not not to i mean I, I i guess spoiler alert for the reveal at the end but <laughs> so obviously jack black's voice yeah, that's right. it sounds like jack black's voice yeah. Might be a doppelganger. Yeah. Don't ruin yeah. the surprise. Um, That's right. It could, maybe it maybe it just plays two characters. You never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay yeah. focused, gentlemen. PTA meeting and I love the little sign. It's two scoops of worry. I don't two know if you guys Two scoops of worry. That's that. right. Yeah, two scoops, two of worry. scoops of worry. And the the meeting is in the cafetorium. The cafetorium. <laughs> it's just great. It's just like so wonderfully that, high school. You know, like oh yeah, it's in the cafetorium. It's, it's that that combined so cafeteria, auditorium. Uh, you know, all did, did you guys have those? My junior high had that. Like, my, I had not heard the word since then. Likely, we did but not oh. have cafetoria. In, we did in not. Town. We had a we had a legitimate uh, a legitimate gym and a legitimate cafeteria. 
So the high, so the school I went to, Learning Prep Middle School in West Newton, Massachusetts, we were in an old convent, a nunnery, basically, that had been converted to a little schoolhouse for kids with learning disabilities. And we actually had uh, a the cafeteria. We called it the no-name room. Don't ask me why Nancy Rosoff, may, may she rest in peace, why she decided to call it that. But that was what we called the lunchroom. I'm like, why don't you just call it the lunchroom? And then everybody's like, because it's the no-name room. Yeah, but why don't you just call it the cafeteria or something? Because it's yeah. a cafeteria. Yeah. I mean, we don't use it for anything else. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, no cafetorium for, for us. No cafetorium. No cafetorium. It sounds really fancy. It, uh, I wonder if there was an all-purpose room. Cause that was, that's like another, it's like a synonym for cafetorium. Although all purpose room also suggests you're going to do gym in there too. So I was saying, Pat, I know you're aware of this, Dave. I'm not sure if you did any additional digging beyond that, but there are, I think it's like seven or eight different like subliminal message frames besides that one. Uh, you there said were more. No, yeah. Actually there, there, yeah, there is some quasi, almost nudity in one of them uh yep at some point we have like jfk talks backwards yes. and there's a uh, uh i buried paul i buried ponce reference in this. and how is that any differently from when the real jfk or any of the kennedys talked backwards correct yeah or when you know uh, uh john lennon actually killed paul mccartney i mean that's obvious <laughs> that's that true that so, so the i buried ponce reference is particularly brilliant in that um at the end of this episode or at the end of episode, they always do a like, what's going to happen next week. And uh, in this one, they're like, we're going to kill one of your favorite characters. And uh, yes, yeah, spoiler alert, it ends up being Ponce de Leon. Yeah. So this Aww. is telegraphing they, the next episode. <laughs> whom they just introduce in the next episode. Like, it's yeah. Oh, like yeah. we're going to kill one of your favorite characters and we're not going to cop out. We're not bringing in somebody brand new. And they're flashing all of the faces and they flash the brand new face right there. <laughs> like, I've never seen him before. He's the one that's going to die. But uh, yeah, it's um, Scudworth's little run here, taking over the uh, the PTA is, is, is tremendous. He cr- crowns himself. King Scudworth, the Lionheart, of course. Um, and, and that that whole Pink Floyd, Floyd the wall shot is yep. just oh, spectacular. God, great. Yeah. If only there was some fence that we could fence our fence with. Perhaps a fence. <laughs> Which is very timely, given all the crap that we've gone through these past four years. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That, that, some foreshadowing. That too. Fence, yeah. Fence it up. <laughs> You got uh, so you got Abe and Cleo. They're still serious about abstinence and not fucking. And of course, JFK, who, like I said earlier, looks a lot like Kid from Kid and Play in the House Party films <laughs> with the high top fade. I know he. You notice he's got a little shade of tan in there, a little caramel. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. JFK, JFK, you don't. You don't think got a little tan? He, he does a little bit. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I gotta get my vision checked, gentlemen. But he does look like he's got some, uh, some yeah, I can see mix. That. Yeah, yeah. You can can you? I can. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, anyway, well, he drives the mystery van up the building, defying logic, gravity, and thermodynamics. <laughs> up the building. It's great. I just love that part, and it's, it's kind of so good. I, 
childhood fantasy to do that. And uh, hopefully one day we'll get to do that. Yeah. Before I before I get cryogenically frozen, but that's <laughs> for work. As um, we do at the end of this at the end of the series. Yeah. yeah. So John fades Gerald Kennedy because it is a high high top fade. Decides yeah. to go to the moon not because it's easy, but because it's a hard. <laughs> Uh, his jump is is pathetic you, you figure he could have done a little better uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right into it hey even if you <laughs> shoot shoot for the moon and miss you, you're at least in the stars as they say yeah. and and boom he's collapsed into the pta meeting right. bones yep. sticking out Bone, through his of legs. course he is yeah right like that's the worst the worst way it could have happened I, I I gotta say I love that Kennedy impression. That voice is oh, it's voice tremendous. is great. There's there's another episode in the series where he he starts trying to teach Gandhi to talk like him, and there's this line. He's like, just say it like this: <laughs> I er, I want a potty platter. <laughs> just the best thing I've ever heard. He finally gets it like close. He's like, what's your hurry? Throw some is and Oz in there. There's an Oz in there. And of course, that is Chris oh, wow. Miller, one of the creators, yep. along with Phil Lord of Clone High. We actually forgot to mention that at the beginning yep. of the podcast. But yes, uh, um, he does a mean, mean Kennedy, which I, I think, you know, around here, Kennedy's in Massachusetts are synonymous with just about every comic that I've probably seen live. Dave, I'm sure you have, too. But uh, that's kind of like the gold standard for every impressionist kind of to do like this or you know, oh, yeah, kind of like definitely how Trump, everybody does the Trump impressions now. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, everybody thinks but Kennedy's it, easy. Too, it really so. is, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just yeah. kind of put your A's back a little bit like this. Yeah. It's kind of like the Maine accent, kind of like uh, when Colbert does the, the, the racist from Maine. You know what yeah. I mean? Remember that when you're on Dana Carvey's show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody watched the Dana Carvey show besides me. Okay, no. I never no, watched no, that. No, no. no. it was a good one. <laughs> right. Anyway, 1353, after his failed moon landing attempt, JFK has an overdose of the purple stuff, and he it looks like he – Kind of looks like a real Kennedy in this frame, and yeah, we, he's foaming from the mouth. Foaming from the mouth, <laughs> and it looks like purple dish washing detergent a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he's he's deeply in shock from the bones sticking out of his leg. So yeah, <laughs> I give him a pass. I mean. Uh... Oh, it's so good. They're back from break, and they're building that giant fence, which is not timely at all. Wink, wink. Yeah, it, like it just turns into the wall here. There you go. <laughs> just not, well, the wall, and also the wall, the rock opera, and yeah. then the mm-hmm. wall, build the wall, and there's a lot of walls going on. It's mm. There's a lot of references. A lot of walls going on, gentlemen. What's happening, gentlemen? Well, then when you cut over to Abe, it's like totally different rock opera style. Oh, I don't know if it's you know somewhere between like Tommy, maybe a little like Jesus Christ Superstar or something in there. All you need is love. Yeah, every shot, like, or every successive scene, like, Abe's turned more and more hippie by this point. He's yeah, got the, he's, like, super long hair. I think he's wearing robes. He's wearing the rainbow, the rainbow shorts. shorts have come I up saw. Yeah. It was a catchy little number Abe and his uh, and his folks have oh, right that, there. Yeah. Uh, the, the line, my favorite line, maybe from the episode, uh, is 
uh, Abe's mother, uh, raisins are building a barrier and we need to build a wall to break it down. That's right. Uh, That's what which is typical parenting, <laughs> micromanaging, and, uh, you know, helicopter parenting. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gandhi meets up with an Aussie dragon and nobody does a better Aussie voice than yours truly. Good day, mate. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> oh, we have another special parenting. guest. Lucy, Lucy says hi. Lucy, hi, hey, hi, little Lucy. Hello. Say hi. Hello. She's staring at the microphone. <laughs> well, I said hi, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Lucy. She doesn't want to go to bed. Tell her she'll no. appreciate it when she gets older. You like this when you're older, okay? That's She's right. St staring intently as we talk. Please, please feel free to continue. I'll try and uh, to this. Lucy, would you like to hear my Aussie dragon? Yeah, yeah. You want to hear a yeah. dragon? Good night, mate. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. What do you think, honey? Yay! She's a fan. Yeah. Perfect. Yay! Mm. My sister went down to Australia when she was studying abroad at Merrimack College, and she was in Sydney. <clears throat> Uh, at Latrobe University. I think it's Sydney or Melbourne, one of those two. Anywho, so she comes back and I start commenting on some story from Australia and I, I do the little accent and she says that I don't sound anything like an Australian. But I'm glad that oh. Lucy approves of my uh, dango. <laughs> she, she's a fan of your accent this and of... Da Daniel Feldspar, is that the dragon? Daniel Feldspar. Daniel Feldspar. Stereotypically Australian dragon. Mm. Having a little Lucy, say bye. 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 Oh, she's waving to you guys. Hey, so we don't have the screen up, but hello. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Sorry about that. Oh, All don't right. be. Don't be. Anytime. No, we've, uh, we, it's our target demo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She has she has been having a little cereal here and there lately, so uh, doing well. We're gonna get to that in a second. So after they throw another shrimp on the Bobby, of course, uh, the uh, Aussie dragon asks uh, Gandhi, "Never tried Vegemites?" <laughs> I just love that the stereotypical. Yeah, surprised they didn't mention Yahoo serious. I, I've I've <laughs> never had Vegemite. I've had Marmite, which I understand is the same thing. Yeah, Pretty similar. Yeah. They're, they're 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 very close. There there's probably any any of your uh, Commonwealth listeners, uh, you know, Commonwealth of oh, Nations yes. listeners, fans like, all across, you know, uh, taking their knives out and sharpening them for me to say that Vegemite <laughs> and Marmite are similar. I'm sure that's a big problem. Well, when they're not playing knifey spoony. <laughs> <laughs> they played knifey spoony before. Uh, Brewers like, yeast extract served so on toast. Gandhi's I mean, I, I think they're close. Toast and butter, like blah, blah. yeah. Um, but like Gandhi's journey is that he was flying around on the on a humpy corn. Then he got eaten by a cat. Then he encountered Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, who is a like two-headed, one-bodied monster that's sitting on a pile of uh, of treasure, uh, and like gives up this amulet he's looking for. Like like a non-player character in an RPG game, an like NPC, gives up, yeah, like gives it up. It uh, gives up the um, the plot line if you use the wrong um, 
dialogue uh, points. It's just like, oh yeah, you can have that. That's fine. And now there's a dragon. So it's like, this is one huge cat where there's just all this stuff going on in its stomach. Uh, and in the background are all like dead mice. So it's like this dragon lives in a cat filled with dead mice. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, side note, um, my apartment is mice free, which is good because not that I mentioned it to anybody outside of my own small circle, but usually I get a lot of mice, especially with colder weather upon us. Of course, they like to... Yeah you know, get close to the heaters. And I have a, a stove that's so close to the heat sensor, which previously it used to be a huge problem. I used to have to cover off the little crawl spaces, but um, I don't know. They've, we, we've had a big infestation of mice this year and uh, hasn't been in my place, ironically. So nice. I'll take it as a win. Knock on, Knock on wood. wood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so this Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen like monster thing, I, I think that's the thing that seemed most like those like Ralph Bakshi Lord, yeah, the yeah, Rings, yeah, or like those those eighties, seventies, eighties like he, like heavy metal, like yeah, those really like yeah. out there alternative cartoons. Oh, for yeah. Adults. Yeah. Like, like this is this is springing some sort of like uncomfortable memory of something I probably watched too yeah. young. His, oh, his response like, to seeing it's this just like horrifying. His, his response to seeing this monster is like, "Wow, you guys got hot!" Like, <laughs> and <laughs> you looked like troll babies, yeah, like, right? I never lost faith. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. And uh, we might as well just spoil it for you. Better do it now. The parents, they get real high. And, of course, the pushers at the end, we find out, is Larry Hardcore. Larry Hardcore himself. Yep, Jack Black. Nacho Libre. And plot twist, the kids were not getting high off of raisins because, Pat? They don't don't get you high at all. What? uh, Opened for the California raisins. uh, It all comes back. And uh, the only dancing fruits people want to see now are the Backstreet Boys. Oh! <laughs> Mic drop. And so he's it, been working on behalf of the California Raisin Council to market raisins to teens. And so it was all a lie. All of it was in their heads. You heard it for the grapevine, folks. It's... True. You can't get high off of raisins or prunes, and uh, yeah. I don't know what I was getting high off of, but no. But and then, you know, obviously one of the young clones then says, well, let's smoke crack instead. <laughs> it's, so it's psychosomatic yeah, that right. the kids think that they can get high off of raisins. Yeah. Or well, and, and this is something that's happened in the series before. The first episode, uh, A Life of a Clone, uh, A Rope of Sand, um these titles it, oh my it hinges gosh. on abe getting non-alcoholic beer for a party and they all they're all drinking non-alcoholic beer and they feel like they're get they feel drunk there's <laughs> one point like cleopatra goes up to abe and she's like abe maybe it's the beer talking he's like well i doubt that very much <laughs> <laughs> it's all that alcoholic beer 
So, okay. Yeah, the stupidity of teenagers is like a, a major plot point in this series. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one thing. I just feel like you can tell the people making this had fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to yeah. go and try some Count Chocula? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I, a good idea. We'll put this on pause and we'll yeah. be right back on the frosted side once I get up, once I find the courage to get up. <laughs> All right. Oh, hello. It's your old pal Vincent once again. I believe the Daves did not survive Helga. We're still trying to identify which Dave is which, mostly by the melatonin and Dave Morrison. <laughs> Helga, we can never keep her unsupervised, but we hope you are enjoying this Halloween edition of The Frosted Side. Patrick McDonald is the special guest this week. You know, Count Chocula has his face on some cereal. Why wasn't my face ever on a cereal box? Oh, so many questions. We'll be right back. We are back. We got our Count Chocula. And Pat, why did you pick this one? Uh, Count Chocula. Uh, Well, Count Chocula is my favorite um, of these ridiculous, uh, like marshmallow cereals. I feel like the, uh, from my recollection as a child, you know, the the non-marshmallow pieces, the, I guess, cereal pieces were all, had like a nice... Nice flavor and uh, balanced out with the sweetness with the marshmallows. And uh, I, I guess you, you, it was a seasonal, so when you saw it, you needed to take it. You needed to get it when you could. Uh, also, it's uh, featured in a scene in one of my favorite movies, Multiplicity, with sure. uh, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, where the dumb clone of Michael Keaton says, uh, you know, tries to console one of the other clones by offering them Count Chocula. Also, the name is kind of preposterous, Count Chocula. I I think that's part of it. I think there are other shows and stuff. I'd I'd have to go digging, but it's it's definitely that, like, reference serial. I feel like the name alone is kind of like a punchline, like Count Chocula shows up and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I used to pick at the, the marshmallows every time my mom got this for me. This was the cereal that would piss my mom off because I would pick at the little marshmallows Little, little bats, and I would eat this watching. You guessed it, Beetlejuice, the Tim, <laughs> the animated ABC series. I feel like that's a good pairing. It's a thank you. I feel like that show has completely disappeared 
Like, I don't know where you, I've, I've wanted to watch it. Oh, yeah. And like, like, oh, what was that? You know, let me see how well that holds up. So and I can't find it anywhere. Because <laughs> that is oh, like, uh, there is a lot of crazy stuff happening in that. <laughs> hunting. Yeah, this is a good call. That is a, like, that is a, a truly true, true peek into madness. Is that Beetlejuice cartoon? Yeah. So guys, I gotta say, I've always been a booberry man myself, but I maybe mean, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's this year's batch or what. But the, but this stuff is shining. This is so good compared to booberry, which I can never quite finish a box of. Gotta be honest. I have a confession to make, and I don't feel it would be right if I went without disclosing this information. I've yet to pour milk in mine. Soy milk. Huh. I, I I think it's a good snacking cereal like that. I think this is the like pour yourself a little baggie during recess at school and <laughs> nibble on them kind of thing. Well, some I, cereals I are better with or without milk. It doesn't matter if it's the real stuff or if it's the oat milk or soy milk or whatever almond you, you use. I mean, some cereals just don't mix well. And I don't think this would mix well with milk. I think it's good just on its own merits, but to each their own. Hmm. Yeah. I um, I never got blueberry or frankenberry. No. And the only like I I can't remember ever having it until I bought the three pack of all these cereals, uh, frankenberry, blueberry. Oh, nice. For this, and I I tried them, and it's so, like, well, they all really kind of taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet and marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all the fruit ones are pretty. Well, both the fruit ones are pretty close. I uh, yeah. There were two others in the. Oh, I, I think one was in. I think they were both. One was in the seventies, and one was in like the late eighties. You had um your uh, fruit brute and yummy mummy in mm. uh, something like 2012, 2013. They re released the two of those as well, and had all five out for one holiday season okay. and i think it was target had like the retro boxes of what oh, all those cereals looked like right when they I kind think of came tar- out. i went I, I went and bought all five of them like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. collect cereal boxes now and yeah two months later <laughs> i think it was target is the last place gone. where you can get these types of flavors because if you go to the moolahs they've got the knockoff brands yeah. produced at their I, factory uh, in tewksbury which well, is tar- targets definitely where i went for mine yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of bringing it back, um, I was talking about bringing Clone High back for a reboot. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that. Oh, Which yeah, is, this is... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I... I, I, don't, I don't like that. Well, for me, Clone High is so deeply rooted in, like, 2003 to 2008, where, like, it's making fun of everything from then... Uh, you can get away with a lot more, I feel like, then than you can now, especially with a lot of the Jesus stuff mm-hmm. yeah, that they have in there. Uh, like, I don't think that flies nowadays. Um, so also, I, like I, Lord and Miller, like they're they're like names massive. now. Like back then, yeah. they weren't. They were just, you know, they could they could run with it. They could do whatever they wanted. Well, I mean, that's probably why it's getting greenlit too. Yeah. Like they want to do the ones indulging them. I honestly, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but I think that's one of the you know few positives we're getting out of this. You know, what's going on right now is 
a lot of animations in the works right now because mm. people are able to record yeah. from home. You know, they're, they're not big shoots going on yeah. and whatnot. And, you know, that's not the only show. There's another show um, right around the same time period, maybe a couple of years earlier, I really enjoyed that was also a solo season, um, uh, Mission Hill. Star Trek that show's Lower getting Decks. a reboot. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, that's coming out. Um, what's the other reboot? Uh, Animaniacs, I think they're doing they're a new season. Back, yeah. I oh, yeah. About. Or Rob Paulson. Yeah, I think a few months down the line, we're just going to be seeing a lot of out there, interesting or po- potentially awful animation pro- mm. projects just popping up all over the place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I for one want a General Mills Monsters show because <laughs> these guys are <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, Does it's anybody working. else look at the uh, the Count Chocula account uh, and think, ah, oh, Mr. Burns? He kind of looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Hmm. It wouldn't have been the first thing that hopped in my, popped in my mind, but you I, guys I see missed that reference. Here, definitely. Uh, let's see. Because Count Chocula has changed. You guys yeah, this I remember more him. angular than I remember him being. I remember him being the. Um, he had the, the different nose, and he had the he had the very um, what's it called? Um, butt butt chin. The, no, the Gary Oldman Dracula hair. Yeah, yeah, he did have a butt chin. Yeah, um, yeah, the, and it was like the white box. I'm, I'm googling it, but yeah, he looks he, he he doesn't look good now. He looks like he's had some problems. Yeah. I mean, his teeth are—he's still got two teeth, but like they're—they're they're like very slanted in. Uh, he doesn't look healthy, put it that way. That's not good. There you go. <laughs> mm. Oh, this is this is actually hitting the spot for me. Yep, I got a life for a like overly sugary cereal. This is a perfect snack at the nine forty five at night. We're recording, and we all have work in the morning. So I, yeah. I, I think for me, I'm trying to cut back on sugar because I'm, you know, like cholesterol as you get older. But uh, yeah. what the hey? I said to myself, you have two choices: you either have Halloween Oreos, which is my vice, or you have Count Chocula, and since I knew we were doing the podcast tonight, I went with the latter, and I was not disappointed. I had some trepidation, but I was—I'm more impressed with the product now than when I was a kid. So I'm going—I'm going to get another bowl. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Pat, I'm not sure if you saw this article I, I uh, shared, but this is a um, it's a General Mills cereal. And I think about a week to two ago or so, I saw this uh, article come out saying General Mills was uh, going back to quote unquote old school on some of its like standout cereals. You're like, I think it was Trix, Cocoa Puffs. Golden Grams oh, and yeah. Crisp. I think they're like extreme sugary cereals. Like yeah. they 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 dialed it back so much that like people weren't enjoying them when they did indulge on them. And yeah. I, I feel like it, like kind of like Gabe was saying is like that's what people do with this now is an indulgence. So I saw it. they were kind of like 
pushing back to old recipes or like you uh, mentioned in passing with tricks they're like returning to their old kind of like the fruit shapes and whatnot and yeah. I, I wonder like this this i get one of these every year and i feel like this batch this year tastes better i wonder mm-hmm. if it's that same sort of reverting to old recipes or something like that yeah it could be i mean i don't ever remember count chocula being particularly sweet like i remember it being like i remember the cereal pieces being bigger they were much thicker like they had some body to them yeah um but uh and they they like these are very much they seem like uh lucky charms a lot like, a lot like, like it yeah i feel like yeah. they've just like they're like all right we can make you know we can use one recipe for all of these pieces and we'll just put food coloring in this one or chocolatey in this one or whatever so they've like homogenized all these cereals. It's just kind yeah, of, well, I don't know I, if that's I mean, accurate, but it's... A, with, no. with the fruit ones of these two, I, I think they probably taste identical. You yeah, know, they're, they're just, I mean... Berry and blueberry are the you, exact you look same at it, color differently. Yeah, it's the same piece. It's just a different color. So, you know, I don't, I don't think it used to be that way. I feel like they were different shapes. Oh, the shapes have changed drastically. Yeah. They yeah used... This looks like it's all, what, generic ghosts kind of? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, they were. I think they were ghosts in the past, but they were bigger. They was. They looked different. They look so, different. Like, Actually, I thought it's they like looked a smaller. Pac-Man ghost kind of vibe. The marshmallows are pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. The marshmallows look the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, 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 like everything else, they uh, may just feel like they're just like, ah, how can we? Uh, make these as easy to make as possible, as cheap as to make as possible. Um, yeah, kind of interested yeah. in picking up a box of those original flavor golden grams. That's one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure when they're hitting shelves. It makes me want to. Yeah, it's okay. I found it here. We've got yeah, tricks, cocoa puffs, golden grams, and cookie crisp. It makes me want to maybe buy a box now, and then when this oh, yeah. you know return to the original recipe pops up kind of thing yeah. uh kind of compare and contrast the two i, I might go out and do that but i yeah. would try yeah i would try the um the cocoa puffs so you see cocoa puffs We've done that. Uh, i'm taking a look at their press release here and it's very on brand for our show they uh they advertise as ready uh bringing back the taste and shapes that ruled your saturday mornings in the 80s <laughs> okay yeah you you've hit our demo that is it that's, that's us it. <laughs> you've heard the theme oh, from man. dj hummus yeah. my friend yeah. yes yes he's in the other room you want me to go get him or do we not have time no. <laughs> i don't think we need the cameo no we don't need another cameo why i can just shout for him it's one of those things where I can't. I have to go get him, and then I have to be out of the room. But when he's in this room, we can't be seen together at the same time. Can't be in the same room. I I have a uh, kindergarten teacher who played that trick on the class, wow. and she's like, "My my paleontologist sister is going to come visit the class," and she's like, "Uh oh, I'm getting a call. I got to go do something." Oh, and then her paleontologist sister <laughs> showed up, and then and then left, and Who'd then you have she as a came teacher, back. Barbara and I was the only kid who got it. I spoke to I spoke to the <laughs> I spoke to the aide in the class. I talked to the aide. I was like, you know, six year old David is like. So why don't the other kids Who's understand that that was her who left and came back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Oh, is Pat, I, I gotta thank you for picking these two. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got, got, got such a kick out of that. Show. It's like, you know, a deathbed cereal. It's probably Count Chocula. If I could get the original one, that would oh. be the last one. So um, I don't know, guys. Any, any final thoughts on maybe the pairing of these or anything? Um, Pat, we've had a lot, like a lot of comedians and podcasters and such on in the past with things to plug. I'm sure. I'm assuming. You, I mean, you, if you have anything or want to point anyone toward your social media or anything like that. I'd love to be, uh, uh, continue to be uh, blocked on social media and keep everything hidden. Uh, yeah, so anonymity is nice. <laughs> it is. Uh, although, you know, no, no one's really anonymous at this point. Uh, I'd say, um, yeah. No, I, I don't think I have anything to plug. Uh, yeah, so thank you again uh, for joining uh, us on if this. You, if, you ever, uh, if you're looking yeah. to buy a house, uh, you know, give me a call. I can represent you or something like that. But I'm not going to give you my number because I don't want it out there. So just look me up. I'm listed in Santa Monica. We, we may need to talk off air about that at some point soon. I think uh-huh. the process is going to be starting for me shortly. Nice. So uh, I'm listed uh, in Santa Monica. Uh, so <laughs> you can find me there. But yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Yes. And uh, Dave, thanks for uh, <laughs> risking your body with those raisins. <laughs> oh, it was nothing to it. It actually was, took me on a natural high. There you go. I haven't been on a natural high since I went out to Portland, Oregon, when shrooms were legalized. <laughs> actually, wow. they weren't legalized. Somebody told me they were, and I bought it. And <laughs> I, that. I turned out fine. <laughs> Uh, Pat, on, thank on you that so note, much. Uh, yeah, no, yes. this is a good time. Oh, anytime, my friend. Come back. And now I need to. Uh, I need to find episodes of the original Beetlejuice cartoon. I know. I'm going to go yeah, look. I'm going to look afterwards. If uh, season one, episode one on Daily Motion. Oh, okay. Who knows what that looks like? <laughs> nice. Oh, here it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you found it. I'll check that later. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Pat. And take care, everyone. All right. Take care. Oh, hello. It's Vincent signing off. But before I go, I want to thank our special guest this week, Mr. Patrick McDonald, for reviewing Clone High, Raisin' the Steaks, and Count Chocula. You know, I got word that Dave was eaten by Helga. Well, she's vegan as well. She found out that Count Chocula still has gelatin. And unfortunately, Dave Morrison does not realize that gelatin comes from horse pots. <laughs> oh, Dave M., will you ever learn? Well, you know, there's nothing scarier than watching these presidential debates. But it's even scarier if you don't mask up and register to vote. For Dave Linquist. And Dave Morrison, or whatever is left of the two, I am Vincent saying Happy Halloween right here on the frosted side. <laughs>